0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com well Let's bring Terry Steinbach into it because, Terry, you and I grew up on KNUJNWCCO, to be fair. But uh, tell me about, you, you grew up with Sid Hartman uh, just like all of us in Minnesota. Oh, man, I mean, so the story is going on and on. Uh, you know, probably my first interaction with Sid when I was at the University of Minnesota. You know, playing ball there, and we can always remember that when Sid would come do an article for the University of Minnesota. This one, he was still driving. He literally pulled up right in front of Bierman or right in front of the stadium, parked the caddy, got out, did his interview, knowing it, knowing no one was you know, about giving Sid a ticket or saying, hey, he you really <laughs> can't park <march> it, whatever. <laughs> I mean, when Sid showed up, or he would just pull the side and let him do what he was going to do. And 15, 20 minutes later, he was out and gone. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got it down to a tee, Terry. He knew what he wanted when he got there, didn't he? Oh, absolutely he did. I mean, I think my funniest big league story was that I was playing with Oakland to come into the Metrodome, you know, to play the Twins early in my career. And, Mike, you probably remember this. You know, at the Metrodome, you know, you kind of had the lunch room, and then you had the trainer's room. And and it said media, no media admitted past this point. So I'm sitting there, you know, like after every game, got a couple ice bags on my knees, you know, just, you know, kind of precautionary stuff. And and all of a sudden, here comes Sid. He comes walking right to the lunchroom. He comes walking right into the training (laughs) room, pulls out his tape recorder and puts them in front of my mouth. And our trainer's uh, uh, Barry Weinberg and – and and Larry Davis are looking at me like, "What the hell is going on and, You know, so I do my interview, and I go, "Hey boys, you know, I just want to walk me to Sid Hartman." I mean, there's no rules that apply to Sid. <laughs> just so you guys know, he walks where he wants to walk. They're known as That's Sid's right. rules, yes. and, and Terry Sid is ready for this uh, question. Sid, go ahead. What do you think of the twin catchers? How about <laughs> here Gavin? we go? So much for reminiscing. Yeah, what, I, what what do I think of the twin catchers? I I'm extremely excited about. Them. I mean. You know, Garber has a great season last year, and and I've always been a big believer, Sid, that I think as a catcher, your number one job is to call a good game, you know, and and a lot of catchers can do that. But I also was a big advocate that if you have the ability to be a, you know, 275, 300, 325 hitter, you know, whatever that might be, you should be able to do that as well. I never liked it when they said, oh, we don't have to worry about this guy hitting. He's a good receiver. He's a good game caller. I always thought that was selling our, our, our position short. So to see a good offensive catcher that the Twins have, I was very encouraged by that last year. Terry, so much talk in baseball about stealing signals from your days behind the plate. How did you handle that? We had Jack Morris on about three weeks ago, and he said if he thought somebody w- was doing that, either with getting tipped from second base or trying to peek behind the plate, that he had a solution to that. That usually made, meant the guy only did it once. Absolutely, I mean there's you know there's many ways to do it, and, and first of all, I want to reiterate that there's a. There's a legitimate way of stealing signs. I mean, if I'm going to be an idiot catcher, you know, and not have a a sequence of signs or I'm going to put my fingers below my five so that everybody can see them, I deserve to get my signs stolen. But if we felt that that teams were stealing signs, I mean, one, we would uh, uh, go to the pitcher and say, hey, look, we're going to throw fastball change of fastball with no signs. And so if there's a guy in second base and he's tipping it to the hitter, it only takes one time for that hitter to be wrong, you know, you just think it's a breaking ball coming in the picture, throws an up and in fastball, and all of a sudden you're going to say, well, hell no, I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this on my own, you know. And, and going back, I'm sure he had his theory. You know, when guys are stealing it, they might, you know, let's face it, they might poke him, you know, and just say, hey, knock it off. And, and I was a catcher. A lot of times if we thought guys are stealing science, we thought uh hitters would peak, you know, as they're doing their their prep bat swing stuff on their last swing and kind of look back to See, see what the catcher is putting down. You would just tell him. I mean, you you just flat out come out say, "Hey, look, you steal my signs. You 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 know what the consequences are, and, mm-hmm. and usually that took care of it. But you know, I'll be the first to say. I think what Houston did, obviously, I think crosses the line. You know, when you're doing technology to to steal signs, I mean, that's just telling you there's nothing the pitcher's doing wrong. He's not tipping his pitches. There's nothing the catcher's doing wrong. He's not tipping his pitches. You're you're flat-out cheating, and, and I think, you know, that, that has to be addressed. If uh, a young kid wants to be a catcher, what should you start with working on? I think, uh, so, you know, for, for my younger catchers, when I work with guys, I really talk about, you know, being able to receive the ball comfortably. Um, I always look, when I see a catcher is effortlessly behind the plate, catching the ball, making the, the, the pitches look really good, not fighting it, not you know working real hard back there to physically catch the pitch. When I see a catcher doing that, I think that guy is on, on, on a good path. I, I try to discourage guys from, from – it, it shouldn't be a violent act back there. You, you shouldn't have to work really hard just to catch a pitch, lunging at pitches, getting your glove in the wrong position. All those things are telling me you know, that there's more work that, that you need to do, but I would really encourage the catchers to get comfortable in, in your stance back there and really work on catching pitches the right way to make it look as effortlessly as possible. And ultimately, you know, it, it, I think it gives the umpires a better chance to call strikes. If, if you have zero motion behind the plate, if, if you're not fighting the players are more apt to to call more strikes for you but for you terry it was i mean you didn't catch growing up you had Randy Stuckey back there and your and your brother grumpy who was a great catcher you never, you know they used to draft him every year in the amateur tournament you didn't catch until the minor leagues i didn't and there, there there's a couple series with that max i think one positive theory is because i didn't Catching, when I was younger. I didn't have all those bad habits to break. <laughs> That's <simple. laughs> one, and then number two, you know, I got to learn learn from the best. So when I was in the minor leagues, I had our big league catching instructors come down to instructional league and actually work with me. So I was, for lack of better words, taught the proper way right out of the chute of how to set up, of how to catch, of how to frame, or of, of how to call pitches, and you know how to how to hit your signs. And I think I benefited from that. You know, again, not, not having to break right not having to break bad habits. Thanks, Terry. Sign back for being on the air was always a pleasure, and for being on the air, we issued you a certificate to Murray, the best steak house in the country. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. I got to wish you a happy birthday, obviously. And there's one quick story since you proved me wrong years ago. I was in my duck blind, and Maxie knows this. Hmm. And the Yankees were in the World Series, and you said. Uh, uh, He's going to call in, I uh, forget his name. G- GM for the Yankees. Um, Cashman? Um, Steinbrenner. Oh, Steinbrenner, yeah. I'm sitting in my dark corner, going, there's Rowley, and he'll sit that Steinbrenner. You prove me You're right, Terry. I wish you a happy birthday again. Yeah. Thanks, Terry. Always a pleasure, Terry. Thanks so you much. You guys have a good one. All right, Terry Steinbeck, we'll be back. Another hour to go. We're going to have more fun in that hour. This is more Sid Stories, uh, special guests. We'll put it all together. We want you to join us. I'm not sure if we'll have time for phone calls. We might. We'll try to find a time to open up the phone lines as well. So stick around for that. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike.